My name is Sharon, and I'm bipolar. This is Polarized, a podcast series that aims to treat my personal experience with bipolar disorder as both a bug and a feature. I collected a variety of questions about bipolar disorder and recorded different segments of the show at different points in a bipolar cycle. This is the depressive episode. The majority of this episode was recorded during a spontaneous period of depression. While I've done my best to edit for clarity, I should mention that during a depressive episode, I have a hard time hanging on to my train of thought. I sometimes struggle to find the words I'm looking for, and I do think that comes through a bit in the recording. And with that, I will hand you off to me from the recent past. So, the first question I have here is, what kind of bipolar do you have? If you didn't know, bipolar is a bit of a spectrum with a couple of different diagnoses according to different symptoms and levels of severity. I have bipolar 2, which is kind of in the middle as far as symptoms go. Question number two is, do I have mood swings? Um, This is a bit of a misconception. People generally associate bipolar disorder with mood swings, but the reality is that bipolar episodes tend to last months, not minutes. Um, So if you're having dramatic mood swings kind of from moment to moment, Probably that's a different diagnosis. How common is bipolar disorder? Um, I found a few different statistics. The most commonly quoted one seems to be that 3-5% to of the adult population has one of the forms of bipolar disorder. Does having a name for it help you deal with it better? Um, This is definitely a yes for me. The first time that a doctor looked me in the eyes and said, your symptoms are textbook bipolar disorder, I, for the first time, felt like like it wasn't something that was wrong with me. It wasn't something I was doing wrong, that there was this larger thing that I can't necessarily control. And that helped me a lot, accepting that it wasn't something that I was doing wrong really helped me with kind of moving on from the initial onset. When did your symptoms begin? And did you seek help right away? Um, My symptoms would have began in, I think, my early 20s, but it could have been my late teens. Um, I was initially diagnosed with regular depression, unipolar depression, and treated for that mostly unsuccessfully for years before being diagnosed with bipolar. Am I on, are you on medication? How does it work for you? If not, what am I doing to cope? Uh, yes, I am on medication. Um, It works, my current medication is working really well for me as long as I kind of stick to my schedule and take it when I'm supposed to reliably. Um, There are other, lots of other coping mechanisms that are involved in kind of keeping my shit together. 
but medication is definitely the most important one for me. Um, if you've been on medication, psychiatric medication in the past and it just didn't work for you, there's a chance that you would have different results with a different medication. Um, I have taken many medications that didn't work for me that made me feel not like myself. And that's not something that I would just kind of blindly put up with. So we kind of worked around until we found a combination that's working really well for me. The next question is, am I in therapy? How does that work for me? Uh, yes, I do use therapy as a coping tool. Um, I've done several different kinds of therapy over the years, some specifically tailored to bipolar disorder and some more general. Um, therapy is similar to medication in that if you've tried it and it didn't do anything, there's a good chance that you haven't found the right therapy, the right type of therapy, the right therapist for you personally. It's all very individual. And I'm very lucky to be both Canadian and somebody with health insurance. It's let me shop around a bit for the right therapists and types of therapy. Some of those types of therapy, like generally talk therapy, are more long-term. Some, like cognitive behavioral therapy, is quite often limited to a specific number of sessions. But overall, I've had a lot of success with a few different types of therapy. Do you feel you get correct media representation on your mental illness? Um, not generally. I feel like the media tendency is to represent bipolar as very explosive and volatile, which is some people's experience, but it is not my experience. But I have occasionally had one of those moments where I was watching a movie or a TV show and there was a character that I really connected to that I watched and was like, that is how it feels for me. But not often. What are some stigma or stereotypes you've encountered when you told people? I, to be honest, have not experienced much in the way of stigma within my own circle. Um, this diagnosis in particular, I've been very open with. I've told people as it came up, if it was relevant to kind of their interactions with me. I've generally told people sooner rather than later. And I have overall, maybe this is just because I have fantastic people around me, but overall I've experienced widely positive reactions. Occasionally someone who just doesn't know what to say, but never a negative reaction from somebody I know personally. This question is coming from a friend who also has bipolar. She asks, what's the most cringeworthy thing you've said or done in a bout of mania? Um, I should specify I experience a milder form of mania called hypomania. Um, that's generally the difference between type 1 bipolar and type 2. But kind of the key of manic episodes is that your impulse control is impacted. You will say or do things you would not normally say or do.
And as far as things I have said that I am comfortable sharing in this format, I told a family member that her baby was ugly. I would not normally have said that. I would not normally have thought that. But I did. And that is a pretty good example of just you don't think before you act when you're manic or hypomanic. How does caffeine affect me? That's a good question. Um, caffeine affects me quite a lot. Um, when I'm depressed, I use it kind of as a coping tool to, you know, a cup of tea to get me out of bed in the morning, cup of coffee to keep doing the things when I don't want to do the things. But also, I work really hard to remember to avoid it when I am hypomanic or extremely anxious. Anxiety is common with bipolar, even for people who don't have also an anxiety disorder or other mental health disorders. And I find that my anxiety gets a lot worse if I'm not sleeping enough, which is a natural side effect of caffeine. How does exercise affect my symptoms? Um, that's a good one. Moderate exercise on a regular basis is very, very good for my symptoms. But a tendency towards more extreme plans is also a kind of key sign for me that I might be tending towards hypomanic um, if I suddenly decide I'm going to get a gym membership and I'm going to go to the gym five times a week. Probably a manic decision. Not a good one for, manage for management of my other What has been the most helpful thing that my friends have done for me? Well, first, I have to say I have amazing friends when it comes to this kind of thing, when it comes to anything. I have friends who have stayed up all night listening to me rant because I was having a hypomanic episode and needed to talk. I have, ha I have friends who have picked up prescriptions for me because I didn't feel like getting out of bed. I have friends who have driven me to urgent care. They're, they're great and they've always been there when I've asked for help. So yeah, that's it. Be there when your friends ask for help. That's the answer. What is the difference between mania and a normal lifted mood? Uh, the key there is that mania or hypomania is out of character. You would say, do, purchase things you would not normally say, do, purchase. Um, and this can get you into a What led you to realize there may be a problem and how did you come to terms with it? Um... The first real sign for me was that nothing was working for my depression. Um, I'd tried medications, I'd tried talk therapy, I had tried diet and exercise and lifestyle modifications, and just nothing was really working. And that was when we started tracking my moods and symptoms a little bit more closely, and that was what kind of revealed the pattern of cycles that turned out to be bipolar disorder. 
coming to terms with it, though, wasn't a big thing for me. I know it is for a lot of people with a bipolar diagnosis or another significant mental health diagnosis. But one of the things my parents did really well was I was raised with the idea that mental health was just part of your health, and if you needed some extra help, that was okay. Was it hard for me to see a psychiatrist initially? Um, no, it wasn't emotionally difficult to make the decision to see a psychiatrist to admit to the people around me that I was. But there was some gatekeeping issues. It was a little bit hard to get the right referral. And that did add some extra time to how long it took to get accurately diagnosed. Can you learn to control it? Uh, there are definitely people with bipolar who manage it without medication, who have learned how to do that. Um, for me, that is not something that I think is a goal. I don't think it would be a healthy goal for me to have. Um, I have told my support people that if I ever start talking like that, I probably need to see a doctor ASAP. It could be a sign that things are getting worse rather than better. Do you think you'll ever stop taking medication? I don't think it's likely for me, personally. Um, unless we reach a point in medical advancements where there is, you know, a cure for bipolar. I think the odds are I will likely stay on some form of medication long term. Um, if for no other reason than the fact that when I'm off my medication, I don't necessarily treat the people around me well. And they deserve better from me than that. If someone is questioning whether or not they have bipolar, who should they go to? Um, not a podcast, to put it nicely. Um, anyone who thinks they might have any sort of health condition should really be talking to a doctor about it. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Polarized. If you are also struggling with your mental health, please know that you are not alone and there is help available to you. Take care of yourself, and I'll see you next time.